Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And write that down. Write that down. I, I don't have a pencil. Well, remember that. that. Write it down. You like writing things down. Write it down. You like writing things down. All right. Write that down. It's that time of Friday, ten o'clock. We got James Murphy back in studio on the buttons. Intermax is hanging out here at the Tiger Woods FedEx Cup Playoff Update Desk, and he will keep us posted shot by shot with bated breath. Our favorite golfer. And we, we're going to go through an accountability session, then get to uh, our three predictions each. Let's start with let's start with Murph, who predicted last week the Gophers will win their home opener on Thursday against New Mexico State. About as easy of a bunt single as you can. get. I needed one. I didn't have that a hit should, yet. Yeah, that should be a K two three. Catcher sort of dropped it, picked it up, threw him out. Reach, a reach on error of some kind. Yeah, it's just yeah. It, it 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 got mocked and it, it deserved to be mocked. So you're you're on the board. But congratulations, thank Murph. you. You're on the board. <laughs> uh, former producer Dave Harrigan said Fernando Rodney would have 40 plus saves this season, and that we would get a Fernando Rodney trivia question wrong from Jason Stark. He's not even a closer right now, right? So he's not no. hes not going to get to 40 saves. That ace bullpen is stacked, though, right yeah, now. Yeah, he's like their sixth or seventh inning guy. Yep. Uh, and then he also said Lomo would lead the Twins in home runs this year. Which seems unlikely. It was a nice thought at the time. Yep. Uh, I said Kyle Sloter would throw at least four touchdowns in the preseason. He threw his fourth last night. My guy. Yes. My four guy. touchdowns, no picks You're for Kyle Sloter. Starting quarterback for the Vikings circa 2022. <laughs> When Aaron Rodgers goes down with an injury? Well, Aaron now, no, no. The new plan, Aaron is going to play for, for the Packers under the terms of his new contract until the age of 40. And then in the ultimate troll, at the age of 41, he'll play for the Vikings. Or when Drew Brees goes down with an injury because they've decided Teddy Bridgewater is the quarterback of the future and Brees still wants to play. Don't dismiss Take either one of them. Don't dismiss that. Yeah, absolutely. Don't dismiss Drew Brees. Judd, you predicted you hedged here. You said, of course I did. You well, let's see. You said you said Lomo would hit fewer than thirty home runs for the Twins. So we'll give you a single on that one. Because every other year, except for the year before, he has hit fewer than twenty, I believe. Got it. Um, then you hedged on these two. You said Teddy Bridgewater <laughs> would start weeks one through four at least for the Jets. But before that, you said Teddy will never play in a game for the Jets this season. So unless he unless he gets traded back to the Jets, and believe it or not, I've got a new Teddy. Write that down for this week. Yeah. Oh my! I'm Teddy obsessed right now with write that down. <laughs> How can you not be? I can't you're stop. Like, you're like Zimmer. I can't stop. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Zimmer. I love you, Teddy. I love you no matter where you are. 
So uh, actually, is New, or- New Orleans is close? Is New Orleans closer technically geographically to Minneapolis than than the- did Teddy get closer to Mike Zimmer geographically? I think a New little York? bit. Uh, maybe I, I you're, asking, you're asking the wrong guy. That's, I'm trying to figure you're out. You're asking the, tri- the, the guy who would be I would bet. Guessing. I would bet New Orleans is, but I'm not a. I'm not I would an guess expert. New Orleans is too. I mean, he's still pretty far away. <laughs> All right, so here are the batting averages. Judd, you're hitting 284, slugging over 500. So this is, this is a good season for you. All right, yep. Uh, Dave is, uh, and Dave doesn't have any more predictions because Dave is our former producer now. Dave hitting 394, 660 is his slugging percentage. I'm up to 253 after a really slow start to the season, slugging 424. Listeners are at 209 with a 442 slugging percentage. And our guest predictors and contributors, such as James Murphy and Matthew Collar, etc., are at 250 on the season and slugging a whopping 600. Ooh. And again, if you have any predictions, you can always email them to us, and we will filter them at Mackie and Judd at 1500ESPN.com. All right. All right. We'll go Judd, Murph, Phil, around the table in that order. All right. So Write that down. I did, or we, we did our go for football predictions yesterday, but we didn't make them official. So I'm going to make mine official and put it on the record. The Gopher football team is going to go four and eight overall this season, two and seven in the Big Ten. So the Gopher football team will go four and eight overall, and two and seven in the Big Ten. Uh, the other loss will be this coming Saturday against Fresno. So Bay. you're not buying their their impressive victory against a bowl team from last year, a bowl winning team. There was only like 40 bowl winning teams Absolute. in the world last year, and they Absolutely beat one of them. Absolutely not. All right. So that's my prediction. Over to Murph. Write that down. I, I don't have a pencil. Well, remember that, Dan. Well, uh, NFL cuts, they're coming up on Saturday afternoon, and I've got a parlay of predictions for you guys. Write this down, gentlemen. The Vikings wow. will be rolling with three quarterbacks as Kyle Sloter will make the 53, but also in a surprising move, Marcus Sherrills will be cut. Write wow. that down. Oh, you buried the lead, son. Wow. That's interesting. I agree on the three quarterbacks thing. Cheryl's has been Teflon for five years. I agree. Count, I, I, I just think they're going to need to make room, and they're going to realize, or they'll just assume that Mike Hughes is going to be good enough as a returner. Mm. So that that's that's my uh, yeah. that's my rationale and, for that. And now that they brought in, so in terms of okay, they've they've got to make room for all these DBs who actually play defense. Iloka's on the roster. The extra offensive linemen. The, yeah. uh, the, the they'll probably roll with. I've I've heard they're probably going to go with five safeties, so that's going to be an extra one. I just uh, is that a, is that a report? Did you just source that? I, I mean, I I've heard are that they, they do want to keep they do want to keep J. Ron Curse because they like him at a, a bunch are of. Are you breaking news? I, I mean, it's just speculation. I don't want to. Oh, you made I, it oh. sound you made is it this, sound really official. No, 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 like, no. Like you were no. talking to Spielman. This is this, is this reckless well, speculation? Or re- are you no, reporting? it is. It, it it is reckless, but he, he might. Uh, uh, Daron Curse might be cut, but I just I, I'm speculating. Right. Uh, so that's how I that's how I talked myself into Cheryl's getting cut, just because I don't. Uh, there's no other position for him. He can't play corner. He's 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 a punt returner, and I, I think they're gonna they're gonna repurpose that and, and give it to Mike Hughes. Never count him right. out. I never count him out. Parlay for Murph. Write it down. You like writing things down. I've got three Gopher football predictions. Sure you uh, do. Gopher football themed <laughs> predictions. Undefeated. <laughs> Rose Bowl <laughs> college football champion. You're going to well, take just, one of mine. That's just I know one you prediction. That's a parlay. <laughs> Let's start with this one. It's it, we actually went over the numbers on on this a, a week or two ago, and that go for quarterbacks. I don't think there's ever been a go for quarterback to throw for 25 touchdown passes ever. And you got all these programs now where guys are throwing for 30 and 40 in these spread offenses. So 
Not a super high bar, but Zach Anikstad will throw 20 or more touchdown passes for the Gophers this year. So if it's garbage time, it's garbage time. But Zach Anikstad will throw 20 or more touchdown passes for the Gophers. He had two last night, I think. He did. 18 left to go. So he needs 18 in the final uh, three months of the season here. All right. back. To Write the it down. You like writing things down. Vikings prediction, Daniel Carlson will not be the team's kicker for the entire season. Wow. At some point in time, they're going to have to, with aspirations of a Super Bowl, they're going to have to make some type of move because his inconsistency is going to drive the fan base, the players. Can you, can you clarify? And more importantly, the head coach. He made a few kicks last night. He made two last night. He did. Did he miss any last night? He did not. Okay. Are you, are you saying he'll be off the roster? Because if the, let's say no, they. No, no, no. I'm saying he will not be the kicker. I don't know. I, the guess is yes. But all I'm going to give you okay. is that he will not be the kicker for this team for the entire season. All right. So if, if just to avoid loopholes here, all right. if the punter comes in and kicks an extra point at some point because Daniel Carlson. No, no, I'm saying that be like for performance no, reasons. No, it's not, yes. Uh, t- to avoid any problems <clears throat> with how I'm putting this, this is not injury related. Okay. This is performance related replacement. Okay. Okay. I'm just going to make that clear in the. So that if he if he tears his ACL, you don't get a loophole point here for that. Okay? I hate when you take out my loopholes, though. <laughs> I try and very carefully craft these things. All right, back to Murph. Write that down. I don't have a pencil. Well, remember that, Dan. Gentlemen, I am rowing the boat. I'm drinking the Kool-Aid. Not only will the Gophers be undefeated going into the Iowa game, but they will upset the Iowa Hawkeyes at wow. TCF Bank Stadium. Wow. Look at Murph right now. Murph, how old, old are you again? 20 what? I'm 24. Eventually you'll learn. Just rattling Not this year, right? man. Not this no, year. I know, no, I know. I know. You poor. I, I. You know what? I feel empathy towards you. I feel, and, and I understand the the want, the need to embrace. But I feel for you, Phil. We're not letting him on the bandwagon. We, when he's going to come trying to crawl on no. week week six, we're not going to do that. There are several bandwagons that Judd is no longer allowed on. Tiger Woods is is I one of them. Nope. nope. Uh, go, go for football is fast becoming another one here. Until next year, maybe. 2020, perhaps. Actually, uh, there's a couple player bandwagons, I feel like. I have to think more about this. Well, Andrew Wiggins, but I'm also not allowed on Peterson, that bandwagon. who's blocked me on Twitter. Yeah. Cordell Patterson, who still blocked me. Yeah. Who, by the way, I think is going to have a huge year. Yeah. I think he's going to have a great well, year, but he, I'm blocked on Twitter, so I he, can't see his tweets. If he doesn't have a huge year with the smartest people yeah. in the NFL, then it's, it's not meant to be. All right. Write that down. Another go for prediction from me here. Write this down. Rodney Smith and Tyler Johnson will both be NFL draft picks. So this might not pay off. Well, it will for Rodney here, but uh, although Tyler Johnson, technically I think Tyler Johnson could be eligible for the draft because he's a junior. He's a junior, yep. So uh, Tyler Johnson and Rodney Smith will both be NFL draft picks. Write it down. All right. Here's my final one. Write it down. You like writing things down. For this week, and I'm going back to the Bridgewater well, gentlemen. Teddy will be the starting quarterback next season. Drum roll for the Jacksonville Jaguars. All right. Teddy Bridgewater is going to somehow end up probably sign in March as a free agent with the Jacksonville Jaguars, and Bridgewater will be their starting quarterback for 2019. So are, is, the, is the thought that the Saints just want to get a look at him for a few months in practice and see what he's like and to, just to get a feel for where Drew Brees is at? 
if they want to sign Teddy long term? I think there's two things. I think I think the first thing is the Saints are are smart enough to know that they've got a Super Bowl type of team, and that their current backup QB, uh, which I believe was was Savage, right, Tom. Yeah, Savage. 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 Okay. And then Taysom Hill, yeah, the guy so, who blocked the punt against yeah, the Yeah, who's a special teams guy. So I think I think the Saints' first move is we, we've got to get a backup quarterback who if Breeze gets hurt can actually play. Yeah. And then I think part two is to try and convince him that he would be the perfect guy to stick around and step in for Breeze in two years. Yeah, all right. And it makes some sense. All right. Uh, right uh, over to Murph. Over right to Murph. Right. For his I don't have a pencil. Well, remember that then. The Vikings are going to need to depend on a ragtag group of linemen up the middle to start the year, and the news won't get any better in the coming weeks because Pat Elfline will not play a snap during the month of September. Write that down. Wow. Well, if if that happens, isn't it likely that he would not play a snap that until sometime far later? Wouldn't they? Wouldn't they? Or would they go to week, would they go week they, to week with him without putting him on the? Yeah, list? that's the thing. So they they okay. definitely they could do what go the, week the to week. The twins would do in the Terry Ryan regime if <laughs> if they were running a football organization. Yeah, he's going to be back on Tuesday. Okay, maybe next Tuesday. And if he's might, back by like mid October. If they legitimately just don't know, but they don't want to put him on, you have to be on the pup for six weeks. Is it if you that's if correct. you go yeah. on? Yep. So yeah, I, I right. he he won't play in September. That's a, so, that's a ballsy take by Murph. So Murph with a ton of gopher football optimism and Viking football negativity there. All right, final one for the week here. Write this down. Gopher football prediction number three. I'm with Murph. The Gophers will beat at least one ranked team this season. The Gophers will pull an upset over a ranked. Well, you know what? I shouldn't phrase it that way. Because if the Gophers are ranked higher at some point, it wouldn't be an upset. The Gophers will, will beat a ranked team. In 2018. Manny, where's Manny Hill? Is Manny Hill near here? That I think the opener concept, I think you just gave up a three-run homer. We need to get the real starter in the game. The mistake wasn't the three-run homer. It was uh, it was going 3-0. That was the mistake. <laughs> it was going 3-0 with the Don't, bases. Nothing's more important than throwing strikes, right. Murph. I've heard that before. Uh, actually, we did have, let me let me check the email inbox here. We, we do have a couple write-that-downs. Connor emails went in. Oh, can I read this? It's about me. You, Max, take a look. Should I not? Don't read it out loud. Can I listen to this or no? I can leave the room if needed. Uh, I mean, yeah, we could. Yeah, you can't hear this. I can't hear yeah, this. You okay. Can't yeah. hear this. All, right, all right. I will. I oh will yeah, leave. you can't. You definitely can't. I yeah. will go back here and, then, right. and you throw it to break. Hold on. Okay. All right. And now, now Ed Phil's leaving. You can't hear back there. Is that correct? The yeah. He okay. Can't. No, he's got to go all the way in yeah. back and then turn everything du- down. Double doors are now closed. All right, Chad. All right, <laughs> Connor Erickson via email. Write that down. The next time Phil Mackey talks about a massive contract for a player where there are multiple suitors and offers are all large but slightly different, Phil will describe the situation with the term monopoly money. All right. So the next time Phil talks about a massive contract for a player where there are multiple suitors and offers all are large, i.e. Kirk Cousins, but slightly different, Phil will describe the situation with the term monopoly money. So that could be either, you know, Machado coming up here. I think that's what Connor's yeah, after yeah, right there because he's going to talk about Machado constantly, yeah. so yeah. I think that's exactly <laughs> what he's after. All right, let's uh, t- take a break from the State Fair comeback, and uh, we're going to hear from Kirk Cousins. This is how much sports have changed. He's got a brain coach, and Doogie talked to him because that qualifies, ladies and gentlemen, as a scoop. Back from the State Fair after this. People, people, I have 
have an important announcement. Mackie and Judd are back after this brief timeout Whoa. on 1500 ESPN. Welcome back, Mackie and Judd at the Minnesota State Fair. This is our final. This is also Intern Max's last day on the show, too, because he has to go back to class next week. But fine work. Maybe we'll just Max, call him work. randomly. If, if like during the Ryder Cup, for instance, yeah, I don't care if I don't care if you're in a class. We're just gonna blow you up, Facetime you when I Tiger mean, when Tiger Woods is about to finish off Ian Poulter. What do you, or wait, wait, oh, wait, yeah, uh-uh. well, that'd be great. Now, if yeah. ti- if Tiger is playing in a major event and Max has an incredibly important class. I give Max 10% chance of being oh. at said class. Uh, so we're not going to have to blow him up at, in his class because he because the chair will be empty. When the Ryder Cup was at Hazeltine a couple of years ago, I was supposed to have class on that Friday when the it all opens up. I didn't go to class. No, you don't go to class. And your father is right there watching, so you're just outed yourself. Who, who pays for yeah, my say. college. Uh, sorry about that, Dad. This but, poor uh, man had to mortgage the house seven times to get you into college, you know, and you're though, watching Tiger Woods on a big plasma, on an HD. TV. But I think your dad would even agree. When you look back at life, when you're when you're looking back, seventy years old, you're never going to think. Yeah, I really that one Friday. I really what, what I missed in that class. Those classes that on Greek that Friday. mythology yeah. class. Wow, that was a really <laughs> tough. I don't know what I missed out on there. Can we also call Max when the golfers are prepping for their Big Ten championship game? Can that be another time we could we yeah, could? Uh, yeah. okay. always, I'll always be on call, boys. Yeah. The, well, actually, if if they're prepping for uh, the college football playoff, that might be close. That's to, true. That might be like finals and stuff. You know, in middle of December. Priorities we'll, we'll have though. To make some decisions. Yeah. Um, let's. So earlier this week on the Scoop podcast with Doogie, Kirk Cousins' brain coach joined the show. Doogie and Kirk Cousins' brain coach that he's had since I want to say his Michigan State days. Uh huh. Had a twenty or thirty minute conversation about what does that mean? What does Kirk Cousins gain from it? You know, how is Kirk Cousins different? You can find the whole thing on fifteen hundred ESPN.com or anywhere you would download podcasts. Just look for the scoop. Let's we're gonna play a couple of clips. Let's start with clip number one here. And and this is sort of the what does a brain coach do for you uh, part of the conversation. A lot of players, a lot of athletes, we see that in pressure situations, their performance is impacted negatively. The pressure gets on the line and all of a sudden we see mistakes. Why? Because their brain and their body are starting to react, not in a performance setting, but in a stress setting. And they're not reacting like they should. Like, what's important when Kirk takes the snap is that he reads this defense and that he makes that right play. But what can happen and what oftentimes we have the propensity to happen when the pressure is on, it's no longer about reading the defense it's about oh shoot it's fourth down what about last time what about last week hey what about the fact that i signed this big contract what if i make a mistake here what if i throw an interception and those are all different things whether it's conscious thought or subconscious thought that get in the way of the actual action of performance and what our training does is it helps eliminate that it helps train the brain to operate the optimal um, reaction to the actual circumstance so I love that. I know that there's probably a lot of people that think a brain coach, this new age hokey stuff, but the way he explained it, yeah, where you've got, and there are a lot of quarterbacks, and I think the Vikings may have drafted one in the first round about six years ago, who would get up to the line of scrimmage, and instead of being hyper-focused on the things that matter, you start to let other thoughts wander into your brain, sure. and, you're, and you're not as dialed in as you should be. Sure. Uh, here's my immediate thought. Get this man to Daniel Carlson ASAP. <laughs> Don't do not tell Kirk. Kirk, we like you, and your brain coach. We need him. We need that because. But 
but his explanation to me uh, certainly fits into quarterbacks potentially. Yeah. But kickers, big time, right? Because mm-hmm. that's all. That's all. I just the kicking job to me is the one where I think to myself. You're out there all alone. There's no one around you. You don't do your job that much, but but ordinarily or lots of times when when you do, it's imperative that you don't screw up. Yeah. And so what happens to your brain if you are if I put you in a situation where you know I can't screw up, what's going to happen? You're going to start to think, "Oh my gosh," and and, and your heart starts to race. Yeah. So, and well, brain but you know what brain coach is probably too cute a term. Like that's just uh that's a very smart, common sense approach to to somebody who can say, "What is the most that you can do in front of thousands of people and with the pressure on to mm-hmm. diffuse things so that your focus can be exactly where it needs to be?" As opposed to what that guy just said, which is, "I'm making eighty four million dollars, and if I goof this up, yeah. people are going to be very upset with me." Yeah, and it, by the way, it's a lot easier from your couch watching to say, "Well, don't think about that," yeah, than yeah. if you're in an arena or Good a luck. stadium of seventy thousand people. I we've talked about this a little. A couple of years ago on the show, but I had on a podcast one time George Mumford, the mental coach for Phil Jackson's teams in the 90s and the early 2000s. So he worked with Michael Jordan and Kobe Bryant and Steve Kerr. And obviously those guys are just Hall of Fame caliber players. And you know, Michael Jordan's maybe the greatest player of all time. So there's Michael Jordan's going to be awesome regardless. But the way he explained it was if you're shooting a free throw, in front of 18,000 fans on the road in the late 90s at the Rose Garden in Portland or something, and it's, a, and it's a hostile crowd, or you're at Madison Square Garden, you've shot free throws a million times. If you stand in an empty gym and just shoot free throws as a professional basketball player, you're going to make 95 out of 100, because it's almost your shack, right? Right. But as you start to put yourself in those environments, and now it's playoffs, and now you're on the road, how do you calm your heart rate how do you calm your your body and the way he explained it i'll never forget the way he explained it he said it's about putting space between the stimulus and the response finding a way to train yourself so the stimulus being what's happening crowd game situation all those things and being able to put space between that and how you react to it and yeah. training your brain to do that and that's what so when i hear kirk cousins brain coach and i think about george mumford and, and the what's way he the, explained it what's the what's the key there I don't know. <laughs> Did, didn't George explain it to you? Well, it's more complicated than, well, just think about. No, I know, but like. Well, it's I, like Rube Baker like, in Major League Two. Just think there. about Playboy inserts. Yeah, but I, I wonder what the steps are then. Yeah, I think it's, well, that's where I think intensive professional training probably, probably comes in. I'd just be I curious know. to know, like, the starting point. <laughs> Let's, should we play clip number two here sure. and then react more? All right, this is clip number two from Kirk Cousins' brain coach. It's all about the brain-computer interface. That brain interfacing with the technology at the firing of the electrical frequencies and of the actual core of the brains. That's where the beauty lies, where that technology is meeting his brain exactly where it is and giving it positive and negative reinforcement that are going to decrease the brainwaves associated with stress and anxiety, increase the brainwaves that are associated with calm, creative focus, increase the brainwaves that are associated with recovery the computer and the brain are having that back and forth are having that conversation so for you maybe it would just be think about craft beer i was going to say no no i'll just drink craft beer my computer works far more effectively when it has craft beer flowing through it that's interesting yeah i i want to say the um the first guy that i heard of the who used a sports psychologist at the time was john smoltz Hmm. In the early 90s, it was around the time that they played the Twins. 
And and I forget if it was slightly after that, but Smoltz was the first guy that, that you had. And at the time, you're like, well, what's wrong with John Smoltz, right? Yeah, yeah. You're like, is something wrong with John Smoltz? But there wasn't. It was just a step to say, what can I do to to essentially control my brain as much as possible? Yeah. Because you do think about it, and how many human beings can stand in front of thousands of people and just be like, oh, I'm, I'm cool, I'm great. Well, public speaking would be a good relatable example to whether, whether it's, yeah. whether it's uh, public speaking on a stage in front of a bunch of people or even if it's just you're getting up to give a wedding speech at your, at your best friend's wedding, right? We've all been in that spot where there's 100 people in the room or even if there's only 20 people in the room and your heart starts racing yep. and maybe you start to get a little red or flush because you're just, it's, it's kind of that fight or flight feeling in your body because you're not used to being in that situation. Yep. And to be able to train your brain to override that and perform, whether it's on a football field or at a wedding, <laughs> you right, know, no, not but just calm, But to calm yourself. Right. So I, don't, I think it's interesting and you can find the full interview on the Scoop Podcast, Doogie does a great job. Uh, James, what kind of stuff do you have for us when we come back? Well, uh, we'll start off stuff with a conversation on the greatest athlete of all time. Wow. Tiger Woods. Wow, Tiger Woods conversation when we come back. Awesome. Mackie and Judd from the Minnesota State Fair. The great Minnesota get-together. Live! On 1500 ESPN. Mackie and Judd are back. Please. Continue. On 1500 ESPN. Start! 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 You like that? You like that? Twin City sports fans are chanting for right now. Mackie and Judd continue with stuff you should know about. Stuff your face. Ah, Mackie and Judd. Pork chop on a stick. We're at the State Fair. You are, you are indeed stuffing your face right now. But what do they sprinkle on these things. Man? But you know who's got no food. You know who has been who has been uh, uh, quarantined to being in studio every day, sequestered every day. Who's got no turkey to go, no pork chop on a stick, no donuts, yeah. no cookies, no nothing. That's James Murphy. You know what though? Who we like to put to work. My sources tell me James might find some time to get out here today. After our show's over. I think it might be raining by that time. This looks, uh, once again, ominous. It looks like What's we got wrong with you? In. Why do you have to say that? I mean, I have no idea what the weather's like. I'm in a dark James, studio right now. Do you know now. me? Yeah. I'm I'd... naturally negative, okay? I had an opportunity to buzzkill you, and I absolutely took it. <laughs> Thanks. Appreciate it. He also knows my game really well. Um, you know, we grew up together, obviously, so um, it's um, it's really interesting that to play someone that knows the end you have to almost become a different player which is another challenge as well so uh it's i think that's what i think uh, that's also something that helps that was a serena williams she'll be taking on her sister venus today in the u.s open they faced each other many times before so that's not what i want to focus on yesterday our guy Stephen A. Smith said that if Serena was a male athlete, we would consider her the greatest athlete of all time. Michael, LeBron, and Tiger wouldn't even be in the conversation. So let's okay, let's go down. I, I don't think it's I don't think it's a super hot take, but if let's say Roger Federer were even better, right? Okay. Like I mean, Serena. So Roger Federer is the greatest tennis player of all time. Okay. Ma- male tennis player. If Roger Federer were even more dominant in his sport, because you could make a case even through Federer's dominance, there's been other guys who've sort of shared that dominance. Djokovic, 
uh, Nadal. Mm-hmm. So he's he's the best tennis player on the men's side, but not unequivocally. You know, he gets he gets beat. Serena Williams is over a 15 year period. It's it's not even there, who who would be number two. There there is no number two. So if Federer were even more dominant, would you consider him the greatest athlete? The thing with Federer too is that. You know, Michael, LeBron, even Tiger. I mean, these guys were kind of physical freaks, too, in a way. Where I mean, they're like, I mean, in Serena, where they're like, I mean, they're they're beasts and like they're they're freaks no. athletically. Mm-hmm. Federer just he looks like a tennis player. Like it's not like he's right. he's built or anything. He mm-hmm. just is a really good tennis player. I I think Stephen A is is being a little bit on the hot take side because. I see what he's saying, and the conversation certainly would involve a group of great players and athletes. But I don't, I don't think you could ever say I would just drop those three from the discussion. I, I think that's a little bit going too far. It's also hard to say. Well, if she were on the, uh, if she were a male, this or that, yeah. it's like it's such a hard apples to oranges conversation to have. But I think what is fair to say is she might be the most dominant relative to the rest of her sports competition, at least in my lifetime. Oh I mean, yeah, she's, Tiger Woods yes. was pretty close in golf in the early two thousands, but Serena's more. Do- and, and when you think dominant, you do think like Max said, physically imposing. And Ty- I guess Tiger was that too in the early. Yeah, not anymore, but yeah. I feel like the uh, Stephen A. and he had a really hot take a couple of days ago, and I forget about what. I feel like the suit at ESPN came to him and said, "Stephen A., what's what's up?" And he said, "What's wrong?" And they said, "Your takes aren't hot lately." I feel like the hot take <laughs> dial has been turned up from. From simmering to high this week, so I think they might have said we need we need more hot takes, not non basketball season hot takes from you. Maybe he was on hot take hiatus, and now he's back. <laughs> you, you might be exactly right. <laughs> uh, Teddy Bridgewater spoke after the Saints preseason game yesterday. You watch the tape, uh, you look at the numbers and things like that, and you say, "Wow, you know, you get the opportunity to be a part of something like that." So for me, uh, I don't mind waiting. Um, you know, I get to learn from one of the best players to ever play this game. Uh, get to be in a room uh, with a great group of guys. I get to learn from Coach Payton also, so I look forward to that. Uh, candid comments from Teddy, but and we talked about this yesterday, Phil, so I'm interested to get your view on it. But I honestly don't see him sticking there next year if he's not absolutely guaranteed the starting job in 2020. Yeah, well, he wanted to start... This, this year, year. Right? yeah, and that's probably part of the reason why at the time he went to the Jets because they did, they had not drafted Sam Darnold at the time. I think it, I think it's going to come down to a great year of learning for him, and he'll pick the team that gives him a chance to start from week one. Right? Is that even a? What, why would he want to? At this point, he's been sitting for three years. Yeah. He was a playoff quarterback the last time you saw him play meaningful snaps in the NFL, and that's yep. still stuck in his head. He's a competitive guy. He's not getting any younger. He's certainly not old. He's in his mid-20s. I, yeah, I, I think he's going to say all the right things, and he'll move on to, even if it's a, a, a mediocre franchise, like he'd go play for the Buffalo Bills if they decided to move on from Josh Allen or something, if it meant getting a starting job. There's a, a very good chance that come March, the three Florida teams all pursue him to go oh. home. Miami could. Tampa Bay probably should. And Jacksonville absolutely should. Yeah. I, I would agree with that. Yes. Murph? now. Swing and a miss. Down goes Olsen. And tip your cap, Shohei Otani. You deserve it this afternoon. 
Shohei is back. The Japanese phenom is set to start on Sunday against the Astros in Houston. And I have Shohei Otani on my fantasy baseball team, so in that way I love the move. But if I'm an Angels fan, I don't want this happening at all. They are completely out of the playoff race. Why are you starting him in September? Why are they? That's a really good question. I don't get that one. It is. It is Why weird. would you start him? I don't know. Maybe that's attendance. I I don't know. But the he's Angels got... have been sort of, the Angels. But the Angels have been. They've gone from being this model franchise to being <laughs> a, really weird. What's happening? With but them. the if I am not mistaken here, the ligament is hanging by a thread, basically, right? Well, you might as well break it clean. <laughs> And then go to Tommy John. You like know, I, like I don't there, get this. Is there a Shohei bobblehead night coming up here that we don't know about? And, they, they and they're like, we gotta say, we gotta give these. I don't know. It just seems weird. Man, I'm a James on this one. Mm-hmm. Green again. We'll keep it. Touchdown number two. Seth Green. That was a converted East Ridge quarterback Seth Green, who scored two touchdowns out of the Wildcat last night. He's put on a ton of weight. I think he's close to about 250 pounds. Ooh, Looks state, like a state fair weight or, I, or it, no? I, I it, he looked pretty good yesterday. Get a beer guy, uh, sweet Martha. <laughs> like give me another box quarterback those, anymore. Give me another bucket of the sweet Martha. <laughs> he legitimately looks like a tight end, and he could end up being a massive red zone threat going forward in the Wildcat. Split out as a as a wide receiver. However, they choose to use him. He's he's huge, and he just. I, there was the, I think it was the second touchdown where he just completely mowed someone into the end zone from yep. five yards out. So it, it was pretty impressive to see him do that. Yeah, creative. So the, go, the Gophers have now, is, is this now the third quarterback that really wasn't a quarterback in the, in the last yeah. 10 years that they've had to well, move I off was, the position? I was told that when he got here, because he, he was going to go to Texas, right? And then decommitted from no, Texas. No, no, he's going Oregon. to Oregon. Oregon, Oregon. Oregon okay. okay. And then he decommitted from there and came here, and I was told immediately... He can't hit the broadside of a barn. So he's Leidner-like. So they said he ain't going to be a QB. Yeah. We thought he would be a tight end, which he was converted to in the spring briefly. And now I think they've reconverted him from tight end to receiver. But I like this. The wild guy. Maybe he should have played a can, different sport. <laughs> I mean, I, but I, I'm just saying, you know it what? He had a good night last night. Yeah. But the but but the wildcat formation goes back to the fact that I want to see this coaching staff actually coach, hmm. and that's a good call. Sure, that's they a good it, call. They, they got in the end zone twice. Yeah. So you know what? This is this is the this is the portion that that I think we're going to get to see a bit of now. Is you've got some personnel that can do what you want, and now we find out how much coaching actually can occur. Murph. Got one more. Let's uh, let's go here. This ball's going to Lynch. Mulaney! That's it! Here's Lynch, right side, and jammed and pushed back. Jim, I got $5, this is a run to the left. <laughs> I gotta Love pay it. now as it's Henry. Stepping out. Not a good block by Josh Klein. What did you see there? <laughs> I've seen football in the NFL for 14 years. We, we got used to Tony Romo calling plays before they happened in his first season with CBS. According to him, though, producers initially didn't want him making those predictions, 
But eventually they stopped resisting. Here's what Romo had to say. Uh, that was something I wasn't supposed to do. It wasn't like I was predicting plays. You're just kind of talking. It didn't feel like I'm going to predict this play here. It felt like you were talking about the game that you were seeing and you're trying to let the viewer know something that could be neat to look out for. Sometimes you're just t- talking to Nance and stuff comes out. I think the goal is not to feel rehearsed <laughs> ever. There. It's <laughs> I'll just talking to Nance. Uh, and it's just natural <laughs> communication. But yeah, they, they tried to stop it at first but then just let him go with it once it got once it got rolling okay i have two questions for you guys how do you feel about tony romo spoiling or attempting to spoil the play call while you're watching a football game on tv i absolutely loved it i I love it it's it's what i want it might get annoying if he's if he's only batting 500 and he does it 20 times in a game spot on yeah Yeah, well he knows what he's watching if he's like one of those officials they have that predict the penalty that or my carry yeah no this is not gonna be overturned upon further review the play is overturned (laughs) so question number two is if you're the jacksonville jaguars right now going into the season and you have that defense would you rather have blake bortles or tony romo from whatever he can do starting right now to get in football shape and figure it out it's not even close oh it's not even tony romo tony romo yeah Yeah, i don't 100 i don't want Bortles? I always thought Romo would look good in purple. I did too. I always thought. Last oh. year, Phil was it's clamoring. Like working with his, it's like your son. <laughs> <laughs> I love Tiger. Romo would look good in purple. Oh my gosh! No, but and and but here's the thing with Romo that I loved, and I'm sure it uh, bugged Nance and the producers. I love the fact that he didn't let Jim ramble on. Like, if someone's going to ramble, it should be the expert, right? Yeah. Like the guy who knows what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. So instead of Jim Nance, hello, friends, I'd like to give a soliloquy about the Dallas Cowboys. And Tony's like, no, 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 just shut up. I'll talk. I loved that. I thought that was great. Just yes. tell him where to shove his tie, right, Judd? Yes, exactly. <laughs> I get so tired of play-by-play guys who don't shut up. They got the Super Bowl this year, too. Nice. So Tony in the Super Bowl for the first time in his so career. So he'll be, wow. he'll, he'll be wow, That's pretty man. good. Oh, yeah, we know. That was good. <laughs> Look at that. Wow. Uh, Mackie and Judd live at the Minnesota State Fair. Manny Hill's going to come hang out in about 15 minutes. We'll get back to go for football, or you guys will anyways. Chris Singleton at 11.30 and Matthew Collar to put a wrap on the Vikings preseason. Back with more debauchery and stuffing our faces and takes and things like that next. Come experience the State Fair. Live. 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 With 1500 ESPN. Phil Mackey, Judd Zolgad. Bland, half-baked, disrespectful, overexposed, not worth your time. Mackey and Judd on 1500 ESPN. I'm going to bring out one more thing here before uh, we give way to, to Manny Hill and eventually Matthew Collar as Judd awkwardly poses for photos. Hold on, I'm going to turn my hat here. backwards to be hip. Wow. wow. I'll just wait for this to happen, apparently. With his Mets hat. Like, All right. What? This is what the kids do. I feel like if you're truly hip, as you say, you wouldn't have to call your shot on, I'm about oh, to do something no, that's I hip. No, I do, because you're just going to say, why did the old guy turn his hat around? And I'm telling you, it's to be hip. You big Jacob mm-hmm. DeGrom guy, Judd? You know I am. 1.68 ERA last I checked. Actually, that's, I know you're, you're going to have Chris Singleton on in a half hour. and like, So he's below 500 pitcher wins losses record, right? He's 8-8, eight like, eight, actually. Eight, okay, 8-8. Eight eight. So he's 500. So he might get, might get to 11 wins or something yeah. if he gets if his team starts to give him some run support. Yes. This is just like the Felix Hernandez deal from five or six years ago, or or that might have been eight years ago now. But it is. Yeah. Felix. Right. Oh, but Felix only has 13 wins. Yeah, and he leads every yeah, pitcher in everything and has an matter. historically bad offense around him. It's not his fault. Correct. I don't know. Johan was deprived of at least one Cy Young because of that very thing. 
Because Bartolo, well, oh, but Bartolo has I, 20 wins. I, don't I know you don't care about this, but as far as I'm concerned, the the parameters for a win has to change immediately. If we're still going to have him, you've got to change it. What if we just don't have him? Okay, anymore? but I'm just saying. Let's say let's say it's just a big deal to keep him. Yeah. This five inning thing is BS. Like we don't need uh, first baseman don't. Bitch about the fact that, well, I deserve credit for the win. It's like, well, you, you totally hit a home run and some RBIs, and those are the things you're going to get credit for. Yeah. You know, why do we need to assign individual wins to, or, or wins to individual well, players of a team sport? And why if I start, do I have to pitch a certain amount? But if I, if I vulture your game yeah. and I'm not good, but you score two runs after I'm done, yeah. I get the win. It's all arbitrary. So if I go four and two-thirds... But I don't get that one extra. Correct. Like, like, that's, the, that's the line. Which, by the way, is, is now becoming the norm. Correct. Very yes. normal now to go four and two-thirds or, or four and a third. Yeah. Anyway. Anyways, I have, I have a question. So, Chris Jimenez, the Twins just made a catcher-for-catcher catcher swap here with the Chicago Cubs. Chris Jimenez has spent most of the year for the Cubs with the Iowa Cubs in AAA, mm-hmm. and he hasn't even been starting on a regular basis there. Uh, so, so, on the surface, you might say, what are the Twins? Chris Jimenez was great and all last year, but he's 35 years old. He batted 143 with the Cubs this season, and then... 204 for the Iowa Cubs, AAA. Why bring him back? You and I are both on the same page here, Judd. This screams of clubhousey leadership stuff that they, they may have looked around and Irvin Santana's calling out front office. And it just it feels a little bit on the outside looking in, a little toxic in some areas. And Not you, like overridingly toxic. And, but now, and now you've brought back whom? Matt Belisle and, and yeah. Jimenez, which is yeah. purely based on one thing, clubhouse chemistry. Yeah. So it's, it's, I, I doubt if Chris Jimenez plays in the major leagues beyond this year because if, you, if, you, if you're hitting 204 in, in 70 games at AAA at age 35, your career in the major leagues is over. But this is probably get him back in the organization and then keep him as part of the organization going forward. And maybe groom him to manage uh, in the big league someday. Yeah. He's, he was, I will say this, for a backup player last year, he had as much influence as I've seen a guy as far as being a go-to guy to talk to. Yeah. And, and as far as you can tell if a guy is a go-to guy to talk to and, and his t- teammates are like, here goes Dozier again. He's talking. Or if there's like a, a respect there. My sense for Jimenez was that for a backup catcher, yeah. the level of respect for him from his teammates was very large. I would also rank him very high on the baseball player list of Open up the buttons on the jersey. <laughs> it was great, though. He did it on purpose. Or don't wear an undershirt. Don't wear an undershirt. Chest Mike, hair. Mike Napoli would be on that Mount Rushmore for sure. You know why guys do do that? Because it's funny, and they know their teammates think it's funny. It's Jimenez is a master at loosening guys up, and that's the one thing. The, the, I, or, or, or is it just that he gets just hot funny. during games? <laughs> no, I think it's to be it's funny because he's got chest. Who actually in that's 2018 shows chest hair? You got to think it's funny. It's it's all for love. It's not 1978 where you got the big medallion on, where you got the chest hair sporting out. You got the medallion. on? No, I think the, I got some chest the, hair the first. No, you can put that away. Oh you. my gosh! I think it's a. Oh, I'm, a <laughs> I'm a hairy man, Max. I'm a hairy man. What is happening right now? <laughs> Oh, my question, God. Question came up. I thought it was broke. Judge just showers with Drano so that. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's a state fair. Who wants to see my hairy chest? Um, I think the first guy to ever go with the two or three buttons undone at the plate that I can remember was Jose Canseco. Remember Jose Canseco? Oh, yeah. Especially when he played for the Rangers, those hot Arlington nights, and he'd like, <laughs> be yes. unbuttoned down to his belly button, basically. Yes. With some deep cut V. Fully shaved chest for 
Jose Canseco. Oh, of course. <laughs> Man- manicured beyond belief. Oh, Ryan Domit. Ryan Domit was another guy. Would always Did have he? like three oh, buttons undone. Yeah, oh, I don't remember Domit. that yeah, one. Yeah. The same type, yeah. He sort of scared me, though. Just a little. He was an odd, he was an odd guy. Jimenez is a, very, is a very cool guy. Domit, I always was like, I don't really get you at all. Yeah. Is there, what, what's the percentage chance Paul Molitor doesn't come back at this point? Do you have any, any read on that? I would say it's very, it's very, very low that, that he gets fired. I would agree. I think he comes back. Yeah. Um, and, and, but here's, but I guess my question is this. If 2019 does not go well, I think that they do make a change. Because he'll be down to, what, a year or two left on the contract at that point? Mm-hmm. I think he comes back, though. But I, I, definitely, I definitely think that these guys would be open to, to making a change fairly soon if things don't turn around the way that they want. But Paul has been, Paul's been a good sport about this. Yeah. I mean, he has tried to be on board as much as any sort of old-school baseball guy possibly can be with, with the thinking and the lineup construction and yeah. all those things. Yeah. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna hand it over to, to Manny here. The Manny and Judge show the, is gonna the opener is done. Hours. The opener is done. You do not qualify for a win. Sorry about That's that. That's okay. I threw some smoke, put Manny. a couple guys on base, but got out of some jams. Manny's gonna come in and vulture your W <laughs> as all week. You look at the go, three Manny. ball counts. It was it was a very good outing. Yeah, it was it was efficient. Matthew Collar is gonna <laughs> join Chris Singleton on baseball and Twins at 11:30, and then of course Garage Logic Sports Talk and the Ride with Royce all afternoon. Mackie and Judd from the mobile TCL broadcast studios out here at the Minnesota State Fair. The Mackie and Judd Show will continue in a moment. So long, losers! On 1500 ESPN.